0: Hey, what's going on? This is Jared, and today we're talking about Spider-Man, the new movie, as well as what it looks like to help others. This is Pastors on Pop. Well, hey, uh, Matt, it's so good to be with you. Uh, Always fun to be with you and talk about different things going on in our pop culture. And did you know that Spider-Man is like Millions of dollars away from being the top grossing movie. It's about to overtake Avatar for real. Yeah Yeah, wow. I just saw that actually I saw a video of Tom Holland yeah. and he was being interviewed and it was like a reaction of him being told Because he was like you got to be kidding me seriously like in you the know? US or overall. I think in the US. Okay. all yeah, right. I think in the US. Well Spider-Man is it's great. Yes, it is great Well, and there's some parameters around that right like yeah. people haven't been in the movies in forever and so I think people are going to the movies in droves yes. specifically to see this because it's so highly talked about. And inflation's at like 48%. So, uh-huh. you know, the, the amount of dollars spent today is different That's than the true. amount of dollars That's spent. That's true. That's fair. Yes, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like $80 to go on a date. It is. You know, where when <laughs> we were kids, it was like $20. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah yeah the regular movie price now is like $18 where we live oh my you know gosh. where it was pre-covid
1: it was like 11 uh-huh you know so yep. they're making 7 more dollars
0: yeah. off of all of us yeah and then if you buy like popcorn and yeah. things it's like astronomical ridiculous so we, we I have actually, the AMC subcard yeah that's supposed to give me a
1: discount uh-huh. but it still feels like I'm getting robbed
0: yeah every time <laughs> we my wife and I went to go see Spider-Man and uh we wanted an icy drink yeah. instead of like a fountain drink. And I didn't realize like you can't like buy a cup and get whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. And they have a guy like just standing there, like patrolling the fountain drinks to make sure that you get what you're actually supposed to get.
1: Yeah. Well, last time I went to the theater, they handed me a cup and the guy said, so you can only fill this up once. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm paying $7 yeah. to it's, fill this up once. Yeah. It's like not you can ma- just take it back. <laughs> he goes, really? I go, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want it. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is still America, right? <laughs> That's right,
1: the, the, the land free, of free refills. refills <laughs> I can't limit my soda consumption. I'm at the oh, oh, just man. paid twenty two dollars for a bucket of popcorn <laughs> and a soda. You're gonna fill them up for me. That's so funny.
0: Oh man, so uh, but Spider Man, it 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 lived up to the hype. I thought um, there were obviously tons of spoilers that came out. Like we knew you know, multiverse stuff was happening. Yes, we the knew. multiverse, yeah. The different Spider Man's I didn't di- I Oh I was, you did I
1: like closed myself off to that world. Like nice. I knew the multiverse was coming because of Loki and stuff. But, uh-huh. um, and I and I knew some of the villains were gonna show up, but after that like I didn't read any Spider Man articles because I just wanted to I just yeah. wanted to I love Spider Man. Yeah. So I just wanted to take it all So on. how was that reaction for you? Well our whole theater cheered yeah. <laughs> when uh, Andy Garfield uh-huh. right? Yeah when he yep. showed up like yep. it cheered and then like, Toby showed yep. up, and then, like, there was, like, girls screeching. Probably, like, my age, uh-huh. when Toby was, like, you know, the young uh-huh. hot guy playing Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, those were all the yell- Absolutely. ladies yelling. That's and so funny. Yes, it was
0: two big moments. Yeah. It was cool. I liked how – I was actually kind of disappointed that Miles didn't show up. Yes, that like, would have been fun. Because that would have been cool. Even Like, you could get an actor to play Miles, and all yeah. of a sudden, like, he's like, oh, my gosh, like – yeah. What is this world that I'm in? You know, and kind of spin that too. But yeah, well, Sony's got their own thing with you know the whole
1: Spider Verse thing that they're that they're building. So there's going to be a second one of that.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Where they're going to expand yeah, yes. that universe. So there's yes. going to be like
1: two Spider-Man universes in already a multi-universal. Yeah. Yeah. So We've I entered into it a was weird super world.
0: clever though. I thought, what a cool way yeah. to go about that and having them all and in when there they and... did like the Spider-Man meme. Kind of thing where well, they're all like pointing yeah, at each yeah. other yeah. uh-huh did you great. know uh so i read uh you know when andy playing spider-man obviously uh-huh. uh like tells the other guys i love you yeah and like they were they react kind of weird uh he improved that line oh really and so they didn't know that it was coming <laughs> and so he's like i love you guys and they're like uh okay my favorite like, part of Thanks, the movie see you later <laughs> when, <laughs> my
1: favorite part of the movie is when i think it was toby's spider-man Spider Man number one, is that uh-huh. what they decided, yep. right? Was talking to Andy Spider Man. Uh-huh. And he was trying to get him to say that he was amazing. Yeah. Because Andy was in the Amazing <laughs> Spider Man's, right? Yeah. right? And like, so I was like dying laughing. But I was the only one in the theater that I think maybe got, got it, the or reference. at least thought it was funny. Yeah. Either I way. I thought it
0: was hilarious. I, yeah, I was if I, we laughing. should have gone and seen it together because yes, I would have been out right there out with you. Yeah. Yeah. And so. you actually chose the color of the set today, which is red. Which well, totally know. matches Spider-Man, and I didn't you even gotta, think about that. that. You got to do what um, you got to do. That's
1: right. I got to raise the bar
0: in this that's place. That's right. Somehow. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, so yeah, the, obviously there's there's a a lot of that multiverse going on, and the the other kind of really the premise uh, of of this Spider-Man right is that Peter Parker is discovered. And everybody knows who he is. Half the city loves him. Half the city hates him for yep. what he's doing. And so he goes to Doctor Strange.
1: Before you go there, yes. can we talk about Daredevil showing up? Did you watch any of the Netflix Daredevils? No. They might be like the greatest thing that Marvel's put together. Really? Is the Daredevils, yeah, they are so raw and good. Is and, that the
0: one with, who's Daredevil? Uh,
1: uh, is it Ben Affleck? No, 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 no. no. Oh, that's a... like years ago. Okay, no, no. this is the this is the the <laughs> okay. network uh, or the Netflix series. So there's three seasons of it. Really? Yes. I had and no it is, idea. It is so good. So okay. he shows up. Who does? Daredevil. In in Spider Man. In Spider Man. Yeah, he's sitting at the table. He's the lawyer, and he's got the glasses on. And then the brick comes oh, in, and he catches it like all crazy. Oh yeah, like. Like, I
0: didn't realize that's who that was. Yes, yeah, so that's Daredevil. Okay.
1: And it comes out of the Netflix, three seasons of Netflix series, and they are worth watching. That's cool. Watching. They, are, they are so good. Yeah, and in terms of pastors and faith being a big deal of yeah, our yeah, life, yeah.
0: they handle faith so well okay. in, that, in cool. that show. Yeah. Well, we we need something. We're rewatching stuff now, so we're like rewatching Lost and and yeah. things. So we need a new show to. Well, there you go, Dare Devil, okay, Daredevil. Yeah, Netflix, three, three seasons of Daredevil okay. Netflix, and I was Perfect. so
1: pumped when they brought him into the movies.
0: Yes, because I I love Daredevil. That's too. cool. Uh, yeah, we we that happened, and Christiana and I were like, I don't like. What? <laughs> I had yes. no idea. All right, now so go so, back okay. and watch Daredevil okay.
1: and they do a they cool. do a great job. And so I totally interrupted your yeah. your point yeah, in no, getting us in the right you're good. direction. No,
0: you're good. So uh, half the people love him, half the people hate him. Uh, and you know, you see this in the trailer, right? So we're not giving away too much here. But basically he goes to Doctor Strange and says, Hey, can you erase everyone's memory so no one remembers that I'm Peter Parker so that I can kind of go back to normal world or whatever and they, he's like, oh, but wait, I want my Aunt May to know who I am and my best friend and, oh, my girlfriend. And, you know, he ends up, uh, you know, containing the spell because yes. he's like, dude, you ruined it.
1: Dr. Strange doesn't seem so strong. Yes. Peter Parker can
0: influence That's spell. right, yeah. But, you know, it, then people start showing up, villains yeah. start showing up, and, and, and then everyone is showing up. And so really uh, what I wanted to talk about with you today is... Uh, this idea of helping other people and loving and serving other people, mm-hmm. which is really Spider-Man. That's what he's trying to do, right? He's really yeah. trying to to serve New York and be a part of the Avengers and all of those good things. You know, it, it's good intentions. Yeah. Um, now, are you going to spoiler
1: alert this with what happens with the villains? Because that seems like a main
0: thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Spoil
1: away. Well, don't you have the button? Oh yeah. Here you go. There you go. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, the the whole theme. If you haven't seen it yet. Yes. Right. Is Spider Man trying to save the villains and make yes. them good, right? Yes. And so he's even taking like his his good natured,
0: you know, Spidey mm-hmm. to these villains to right. make them. Which comes them through good. Aunt May. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Aunt May actually is like, Hey, you have a greater purpose here. Mm-hmm. And the greater purpose is maybe these people have brought been brought into this into our universe yeah. so that you can save them and send them back so that they're no longer villains. Yeah,
1: she just didn't realize Green Goblin was totally playing her. That's right. Evil master. Yeah,
0: him. but, yeah, he's still kind of his nan. No, he saves him at the end, doesn't he? I'm trying to remember. No, no it's close. close. He does the whole thing again, though, like he does in the first one yep. where he's like, Peter. Yeah. Man, and that guy does. For that guy... <laughs> To come back years later and be the exact same yeah. was phenomenal. Yes. Like, yeah, really he's good. like dead crazy. Yeah. And at the same time, plays that innocent card of so manipulation well. so well. Yeah. So all these villains, um, right, are supposed to get healed.
1: Like, yes. He's trying to heal them. He's trying to help them. Yes. So that they can live redeemed
0: lives. And right. then it all goes. Right. Bad. But he's, he helps a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by the end, everyone but him, yes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but even Doc Ock, right? Like at the very beginning. Um, he helps them right away, and he's actually one of the reasons that they're able to be successful yep. at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. And so, Hey, what's going on? My name is Jared. I am the Innovations Pastor here at Crossroads Church. If you are enjoying our content today, would you do me a favor? Go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking, and lastly, share with your friends. We also want you to know that every weekend, we get together at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 for our weekend services. We'd love to see you there, either in-house or online. Let's get back to it. But yeah, so there's a lot of good in being able to help people and to invest in people. And and we're actually currently in a series called uh, Care. Uh, Why Does the Church Care? Mm -hmm. Uh, And Pastor Chris is leading us through that and saying, uh, yes, the church does care, you know, and what does it look like for us as as the people of the church to care for our neighbors, Mm -hmm. to care for one another? What does Jesus ask us to do? Um, And so I wanted to maybe embrace that a little bit or or really maybe lead people to that, like, Pastor Chris is going to do a really good job of walking us through of what it looks like to care well, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to talk a little bit today about what does it look like when care isn't helpful, yeah. and so we see some of that fallout too, right? Even uh, we we went and watched the the first Spider Man, yeah, Homecoming, yep, where he's trying to stop people robbing in a bank, yeah. right, and then he ends up like blowing up his friend's store, yes. right? So he's trying to do a good thing, but actually ends up harming somebody and hurting somebody that he really cares about. And so there's a good book out there. Uh, it's a book by uh, Steve Corbet, uh, and he writes a book, When Helping Hurts. Yeah. Um, and really the premise of this book is when you're trying to help someone and you're actually enabling them more than actually helping them and and like in the context of, of mission work yeah. you know if you flood a bunch of money into a third world country and you get them established and then you pull that resource away they don't really know how to help themselves and yeah. so they they become enabled or dependent on you and that's that's really not helpful right. um and I, I we were joking before the show that that's kind of the state of where some of we are in our country right now, right? Nation, right. Yeah. Just flood um, every problem with money. Yeah. And, and here, hey, here's some stimulus money and hey, here, get your get your tax stuff early and, and all of this stuff that uh now we're in this state of did you say forty nine percent inflation? I was just joking.
1: Okay. Last year it was seven percent. Okay. Which is insanely high yeah
0: it it's and we are all feeling it right Mm -hmm. you know you go to the grocery store and uh, all of a sudden things are costing more gas is costing more and it's 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 actually causing turmoil even within our staff here at crossroads where we're we're sitting here asking the question man how do we financially survive what's going on Um, the housing market is insane and and i'm learning that it's not just in colorado that it's everywhere across the country is this weird thing going on with real estate where, Mm -hmm. um, people are selling, you know, in more expensive areas and moving to less expensive areas. And and people who are from that area can not actually get a home because people are coming in with like these crazy cash offers over asking price somewhere else, right? Yeah. And so, uh, it's insane. And so, um, when I was in Ireland, uh, when I lived there for two years and Ah, uh, these kids were graduating high school. Um, I was doing youth ministry there, and I'm like, "Cool, are you gonna go to college? You know, uh, are you gonna go get a job? Like, what's your plan?" Um, and they told me, "Our plan is to get on unemployment." Mm. And I'm like, "Why? Why would you do that?" And they said, "Well, we can make more money on unemployment wow. than we could ever make in a job." And so there was only one kid that I knew that actually got a job, and everyone else just, uh, their rule there was uh, I think, like, apply for two jobs, and then you can apply for a, unemployment. Yeah. Um, you didn't even have to interview or anything. You just had to prove that, that you, that's get, because they didn't you gave s- it a shot. They didn't have Scott's Tots. That's right. Yeah, to inspire them right, to Absolutely. Go there. <laughs> so, But we know years later, like, Ireland was one of the countries that went bankrupt, yep. right? And so, um, my question, I guess, I've been, done a lot of talking here. I'll, I'll spin it back to you. <laughs> um, but my question is, and, and I know that you've read that book too, but yeah. how do we help people in a way that is beneficial, yeah. um, that isn't actually going to cause more harm than good? And, and what, is that, what does that look like for us, not not as pastors, but just as people? Yeah.
1: yeah. So that book, actually, we read as um, a staff probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of it was in terms of our benevolence here as a church. And so... We have a benevolent offering, we take benevolence, we're able to help people who are in need with their bills and that kind of stuff. And, and at that time, um, we had our own food bank and this this idea around um, when helping hurts was, was cognitive of us, because what we found out, particularly through the food bank, is that we really did create dependency. Mm-hmm. And so people would show up every week And sometimes they would even be so bold to take out their list, and they had all the different food banks in the area listed out and what days that they were open so that they could go uh, to these various spaces, right, in that. And it wasn't really helping people. It was creating dependency. And if Crossroads ever ceased to exist, like, what would then happen? Mm -hmm. And that's really been a, a driving question of ours for a long time. like with Crossroads being where we're at, is the community better because we're here? Mm-hmm. And that's led to all kinds of decisions here at the church. But one of them was in terms of reading this book of When Helping Hurts. And, and the big takeaway for us out of that book, at least the way that we said it, what became big in our language, is that we don't we're not much interested in giving handouts. Mm-hmm. That we want to uh, give hand-ups, uh-huh. right? Like we want we want to help enable people to do and have a better life for themselves. That we want to bring flourishing into the world. Now, if somebody's in need, like if we see a need, we want to meet it. Mm-hmm. Um, with the fires and uh, mm-hmm. around uh, the Marshall area, like there's a tremendous need. Money can help. Mm-hmm. Gift cards can help. We see that need. We're going to meet that need. Yeah. Uh, in that space. But what does it look like in the years to come to come alongside that community Mm -hmm. and not just continue to offer money, Mm -hmm. but really go, what does it look like to to hand up in this situation? And so um, through the years, a variety of things have happened. And one of the dreams that we have here uh, with our land in Thornton is to use part of it to create affordable or attainable housing uh, that we can because housing is so crazy out here. Um, where we can help the really the working poor, mm-hmm. where they can get into a place uh, that we, their rent would be based on their income, not because we're not there to make profit. We're there to be sustainable, so we don't have to charge the rates that everybody else charges. Right, we're not looking to make money just to sustain what we have going, and saying, can we come alongside the working poor and charge them rates that are in line with their income? so that they're not extending to 50 60 70% to be able to live in a small apartment. It's The opposite of the make money work yes series that we just <laughs> right. went through. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 But sometimes I mean, yeah. I was having a conversation with Pastor Tim and it's like, "What do you do?" Yeah. I mean, I was looking at houses around cuz I thought, "Well, maybe we can downsize a little bit, you yeah. know, and save a little extra money and that'll be okay." And, and it's okay. We can we can live in a smaller house and be okay. And I'm like, "Man, you can't find anything that to downsize." And you I think told the story about someone else on staff that was trying to find some housing and it was like oh, astronomical yeah yeah the, yeah so yeah the and renting um, is out of control yeah too. one of
1: our one of our employees on staff is looking at homes and they found an 1100 square foot home for a half a million dollars yeah. like that's the that's the start in price yep. you know in the Denver area and so like in Thornton alone if you're a family of five mm-hmm. uh, you need
0: to bring in a hundred and four thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. to just be above the poverty yep. line like Which is crazy because when I started here yeah. in what the end of 2017, I think it was like 74,000. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's gained thirty thousand in, dollars. That's insane. In almost five years. Yeah, yeah. And so looking at that, and so like I said, in this, how do we as a church then engage in this? Not mm-hmm. just to provide a handout. So we could we could certainly write a a check to help somebody cover a month's mortgage, but then they're in the same thing next month, right? right? And so, again, one of those dreams is to go, well, what would it look like if the church was actually able to partner with other entities and to build um, housing Mm -hmm. where if you made um, you know, $50,000 a year and good housing practices is to spend 30% on this, so you shouldn't spend more than $15,000 on your housing, well, what if we could provide that in a sustainable way for people Mm -hmm. so that we're actually helping them with a hand up, as opposed to just writing a check where they're in the same problem yeah. the next yeah. month.
0: And that's becoming more and more needed yeah, absolutely. Uh, in our area. In
1: our area. Yeah. And so, you know, that's one of the ways that we've dreamed about what that looks like. We've um, changed the way that we do benevolence so that um, it doesn't create dependency, but really help in that space. And yeah. so that book had a huge impact on the way that we interact with the poor in our own areas. And then, particularly as we think about um, situations overseas as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I mean, there's obviously when when you look at as just an individual, right? Like um, helping other people, even seeing a homeless person on the street. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that we can respond to that. Yes. Um, and I, I always just love how my wife approaches it. You know, she's she's very prayerful. And you know, and ask like God knows, right? Right. Yeah. And. and if she feels that urging, like like the like the spirit is urging her to give, yeah. like she gives without question, and I'm always like, "What are you doing? Like, you don't know what they're gonna do with that." And they're she's, gonna spend that on drinking you know, alcohol. And and she's like, "That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to listen and obey." Yeah. Um. And so she doesn't do it for everybody. It's not like, hey, I'm going every time I see someone on the corner, I'm giving them cash. Um. But if she feels prompted in that moment to give. She is not hesitant at all to give yeah. whatever you know she has to that person. and yeah. uh, I, I admire her for that. Um, and I think that there's the reality there that, that God knows the bigger picture of where people are at. Um, and so for us to remember to be prayerful about those things. and yeah. when we, we see people that we think, man I want to help this person, God, how can I do that? Like incorporating him into that decision-making is a really important deal. And I know that that's what we do with benevolence here at at the church as well, is it's not just like someone looking at how much money do we have and and can we afford to give them? You know, there's there's a lot of of prayer that goes into that because we don't want to just... You know, we don't want to just hand out stuff, but we actually want to help people get back on their feet. Yeah, and it's,
1: yeah, the way that we've tried to live that out has not been perfect by any means. But, you know, we had an example from Lebanon came to us, right? There's a ton of need in Lebanon right now with the Syrian refugee crisis. It's the greatest displacement of humanity since World War II. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been going on now for over a decade, which means that, you know, when the war started at six, that there's now a whole generation of Syrian kids who haven't been in school. Like they are destined to poverty. Yep. And so as we were thinking through this, like certainly we could give money to help with food and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And we have to some degree. But we looked at it and said there's a partnership that we have where they wanted to build an entire school. They wanted to buy this building and transform it into a school so that they could specifically educate these Syrian kids. And so one Christmas we put all of our giving and charitable space that we take during Christmas, and we gave it to that organization so that they could build a school so that these kids, when they become 16, 17, 18-year-olds, have a chance at actually having a job as opposed to having to live on welfare checks from whatever state they're in for the rest of their lives. And so for us, we stepped back and said, we can give some money to food, and we will, Mm -hmm. but we're going to actually put a greater emphasis on helping build the school so that all of these kids and generations of kids can be trained in such a way and educated so that they can live
0: beyond whatever this food check's going to get yeah, them, you absolutely. know, three months of food. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, that's why we decided to, uh, give money and sponsor a kid through compassion yeah. is the same way. It's, it's not just, Us too. it's not just giving money to another country saying, Hey, take this money and do, do something good. But it's an organization who has feet on the ground mm-hmm. that are doing work to help the people who are there um, so that they can be self-sustained. And so I just think that that's a really important piece uh, to what we do. It's not not us coming in and and fixing everything, but it's us coming in and really building up the people who are already there to be sustainable and then getting out. Yeah, absolutely. uh, And if Peter Parker just read the book. That's right. Yeah, he would have known what to do, you know. At
1: least had some questions that he could discern.
0: That's right, absolutely. So, yeah, we are in this series called Does the Church Care? Please check it out uh, every weekend, and uh, we'll be back again in a couple weeks uh, with another topic uh, about does the church care. So we'll see you then.